It's Friday, July 7th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. We are going to finish the week with an episode that I just want to put a little bit of a content warning on. We're talking about lust today and adultery. And uh, I don't know if you're listening to this with the kids in the car or something like that. I don't want to accidentally spark a conversation that you're not ready to have with your kids. So I just want to let you know what we're going to get into today. Uh, I'm not going to be really graphic about it or explicit or anything like that. I just want to be sensitive to people who might be listening in. So you might want to pause this, listen to it later when it's just you, or be ready for a great conversation with your family about what this looks like to be faithful to the Lord in um, or when it comes to your sexuality. All right, let's dive in together. Matthew chapter five, starting in verse 27. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. A short section, but an important one, is we think through what it is to live sexually pure lives. That's what adultery and lust is getting at. How do we live righteously, purely regarding our sexuality? And this is something that has really been top of mind for a lot of people. A lot of books have been written about this lately, particularly as our culture's understanding of sexuality and gender continues to change and morph and and really is growing further and further away from a biblical understanding of sexuality and gender. There's a lot of confusion, a lot of people trying to address these things through writing. What we want to do here is we just want to look at this and we want to say, okay, what is the Lord warning us away from? What are the things that we need to be careful of? I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, a couple different things. Just because the example that Jesus is using, just because that example is of a man doesn't mean that a woman can't commit the same sin. All right? So this is either men or women looking at another person lustfully or with lust in their heart, which leads them to commit adultery with her in his heart. Now, this is really key. We have a lot of us grown up in a culture that is very, very afraid of seeing attractiveness. Or we live in a culture that actually demonizes any sense of sexual attraction. That's not what Jesus is doing here. He's not demonizing sexual attraction. He's not demonizing sexuality. He's rather trying to limit sexual attraction and limit sexuality to its proper setting, which is marriage between a man and a woman. So within, um, within marriage, sexual attractiveness can lead to some sort of a sexual experience. But outside of marriage, sexual attractiveness should not ever lead to a sexual experience. And to, to look at a woman lustfully, to look at somebody lustfully, is to allow a sexual experience to take place in your own heart. 
This isn't about recognizing that somebody is attractive or even being sexually attracted to somebody. No, that's not what Jesus is condemning. He's saying that if you're walking down the street and you see someone who's attractive and you're even sexually attracted to that person, at every point you have the opportunity to not commit lust. Lust is to be sexually attracted to somebody and then allow that to dominate your heart and your mind so that you sin against that person by having a sexual experience in your own heart without their knowledge against their will. You see, lust is a very um, invasive sin. You are objectifying that person for your own sexual enjoyment. That's what lust is. It's not recognizing that somebody's attractive. It's allowing your attraction to a person to take your mind and your heart to really terrible, objectifying places. It's to view that person as an object and not as a human being made in the image of God, which is why the person who is being objectified is not the one who is condemned here in this passage. So this is an example of a man and a woman, but this can be the other way around a woman and a man. It can be either direction. But the person being objectified is not called out for putting themselves in a bad situation. No, it is the person doing the objectifying that needs to take out his eye or cut off his hand. You don't take, you don't reach out and take either in your own heart or physically someone who does not belong to you. See, in marriage, our bodies belong to one another. We we give to one another. We belong to one another. That's not how it is outside of marriage. No, that's a brother or that's a sister or that's a neighbor or that's a friend or that's a stranger. That's even an enemy. We do not have the right to objectify that person sexually. And Jesus is saying, if you do so, you have committed adultery in your heart. You've you've broken the seventh commandment. And so... If you find yourself attracted or even sexually attracted to somebody, there's nothing wrong with that if you do not allow that to become objectification for your own gratification. And that is something that is commonplace throughout our society. That is the essence of pornography. You see, pornography is not about the displaying of uh, a, a naked person or even the portraying of a sexually explicit scene. That's not what pornography is trying to attain. Pornography is trying to get you to take that, to objectify that person, to turn that person into less than human to use for your own gratification. That's why pornography is so evil. It's the difference, for example, between uh, Michelangelo's painting of David and a pornographer's painting of David, two naked forms. But the purpose, what they're trying to evoke in you is objectification when it comes to the pornographer. We see others differently because we're salt and we're light. And we refuse to objectify others for our own personal gratification. That's why lust is so wicked. That's why it's so evil. It dehumanizes It turns somebody else into an object. And so this gives us an opportunity then along this line. You you see somebody and you're attracted and you can say, okay, that's an attractive person. You move on. 
You see someone you're even like, oh, wow, that, that I, I am attracted to them sexually. Okay. You have not lusted, but you can lust. So be careful. Be careful. Do not give in to temptation. But remember who you are, your salt and your light in Christ. Those natural things that happen, those aren't sinful. What you do with them can become sinful. So guard your heart in this way. Ask the Lord to help you to not objectify others, to not take with eye or with hand those people who do not belong to you, but instead recognize them for who they are, an image bearer with dignity and respect, your brother or your sister in the faith, your neighbor, your coworker, your friend, someone that you want to become a brother or sister in the faith. Don't objectify them, but love them in Christ by treating them as whole persons, not as objects for your own personal gratification. I know this is an uncomfortable, even difficult conversation to hear on a podcast, but we want to we deal with the text as it is. And as we go into this summer, as we're living life together and doing things out there, going to beaches or whatever it is, you have the opportunity to not lust. You're not required to. You're not doomed to lust. You can be successful against that temptation by seeing the people around you as brothers and sisters as friends, as co-workers, as people that you want to lead to Christ, not as objects. Let's pray together. Father, help us not to objectify others for our own gratification, our own pleasures, but rather would we see others with dignity and respect? and Would we treat them the way that you would want us to treat them? Would we treat them as people made in your image, your creation, And would you remind us why we are here? We are here to be salt and light, to demonstrate another way of being, another way of living and loving and thinking. Help us to be faithful and to resist the temptation of lust every time it rears its head. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again next week right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.